But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Billy Duca, let's see what he does. A left foot shot, that's in! Billy Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it 1-0 Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest-running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. It's wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! continues. Here's Duca. Adora. Good ball. Duca. Follow-up shot is in. Dominic Adora makes amends and it's 1-0 impact. Perimeter now and it's taken back as Womet gives to Lawrence. Lifted ahead. Trying to get on it right. Phillips the ball is in. buzzing on the sideline because they see the new addition, Venegas, number 27, getting ready to come on. Cardi plays it ahead. Toya. Fends off Sam. Simon works it ahead. Here's Zizo in the midfield. Tackled away by Simon, but he's called for a foul by the referee, Ted Uncle. And there is another yellow card coming up. That's Simon's second of the game, and he's been ejected. Felipe, three years an impact player in his return to Montreal. He'll take it, fires off the post, deflects to McCarty. Dax on it, broken up by the impact. And on that note, this game comes to an end in nail-biting fashion. The Red Bulls and impact will settle for the 1-1 draw. Good day, good night, and welcome to this post-game edition of Off the Woodworks. For the game between the Montreal Impact and the New York Red Bulls. At Stad Sapucho, 1-1 draw. Adderall scored for Montreal. Bradley Wright Phillips scored for New York. Red card to Laurent Simon. Anyways, it's a very eventful game. Very intense. Box-to-box. A lot of pace. Very fun game to watch. The closest thing to a playoff game between those two teams that you can have during the regular season. It's a cliche, but it was true tonight. Today on the show, we have the post-game comment of Frank Lopez, Jesse March, Evan Bush, Diluduka, and Dominic Ajero. But before that, 1-1 draw that feels a little harsh because of that yellow card to Sima. So let's just go right into it. Did he deserve the second yellow card? Maybe not. He did say he got all ball. It does look like he gets all ball. But let's go back to the 14th minute. Where an intentional handball by Laurent Simon that could have been a red card. Arguably, he could have called it a red card. Straight red. And nobody would have complained. 
Well, maybe they would have complained, but it would have been wrong to complain. And yes, uh, so maybe we were just lucky that the Nagasima played majority of the game before uh, he got sent off at the end with this second yellow card. He's going to be suspended for the game of the weekend. That's a shame. Didn't deserve that second yellow, but he deserved maybe more in the first yellow. So I guess it evens itself out. Oh, Youngo. Jeez, I love that player. On the pitch, he brings a flair, a happiness. He seems so happy. You should have seen him when Adjuro scored. Just went dancing with him at the corner flag. Just a great energy he brings to the team, literally and figuratively. When he's on this pitch, he brings an energy to the side where whichever he moves on. Usually, it's more on the right side of the fence as a fullback. He brings a lot of speed. He can overlap and just go forward and cut back in, out, in, out. Those cross cutbacks that he does just mesmerize the defender that's on him he almost makes them look really bad well he doesn't almost he does make them look bad I think Oyongo we can see now that he was the biggest piece of that trade the Felipe trade that brought Alexander and Oyongo to the team now that Oyongo settled in with the club playing great and just a he brings a lot of enthusiasm to the game as a youngster with a great career in front of him the, the happiness and enthusiasm that it brings cannot be overlooked. I think it's helpful in the good run that Montreal Impact has having so far. Yes, they're not playing up to their potential, especially that Drogba hasn't joined the team yet. But uh, you know what? There's something slowly brewing between certain players. A lot of great enthusiasm on the play, on the ball especially. And I have to say, I love how Oyongo is with the ball. It's impressive. And finally have maybe answered a question that we had either as right back or left back remember a couple years ago we had the Dennis Yepicino of this world and all those left backs or right backs and we always had question about that we're usually set in the midfield back then with Nesta now with Simon Cabrera really doing great with Lefebvre as a third one in that rotation but on the fullbacks on the sides it now it's a lot more convincing with Toya and Oyongo getting really used to playing with each other, used to playing with the rest of the team, used to playing with their midfield in front of him, so knowing when to overlap or not or go forward and push for it. We've seen Oyango create a lot of things, and then he, when he's on top there, when he gets over there on top, close to Ajuro, and he plays off nicely off Ajuro with his space and the way he creates everything, those two players together have a chemistry as well. Now with Drogba and Vinegas into the equation, I think it's going to be very good for the impact going forward for the offense. Going forward, literally, especially for Oyongo. I just, I have to say, what he brings to the team changed the way this team plays on the side. And they're not afraid to use their width now. And I think it's very, it bodes well for the future. Another thing that I really liked is Piatti, the way he was playing. Before they moved closer to a 4-4-2 and he moved upfield, he did in the first, that's more in the second half, but he did in the first half gravitate higher on the pitch. He stayed a little higher than usually, trying to find space, drifting a little bit more to the left or to the right when needed. Something that we didn't see earlier this season, and maybe that's the key to find... Yes, he's having a good year. He's not having a bad year. He's doing great things on the pitch. He's magical to watch. It's mesmerizing. But the thing with Piatti is he's not as dominant as he was in a couple of games that we saw last year when he first came to the team. Just go back to the games against Houston where he scored a, he scored a brace. You'll see that the dominance that he had back then seems like he lost it. I think the injury that he had in the operation might be the answer to that. Maybe the reason behind not the same 
level as he was, he's still having a great season, a lot of, no pun intended, but impact on the field for this team, having a lot of great chances and creates a lot of great moments. But the dominance that he used to have last year for the short amount that we saw him is not there yet. And I think if he starts to move more to the left or to the right, drift where space is, try to to get sucked into that space and use it to his advantage to get a shot off goal or whatever he can do to be dangerous or set up somebody easily like a drug book and come in a week or two from now, August 22nd, people, mark that date. There's a very good probability he's going to start there. But anyways, you already did that. He's probably going to play 15, 20 minutes before that, but August 22nd, don't be surprised if Drogba starts that game at Stad Sapucho at the end of this month. At this month. So going back to uh, Piatti, when he moves into those spaces and he tries to get advantage, get the ball and take advantage and get a shot on goal, he's dangerous. We saw him get close, a couple of off-target shots there, but he was really close or he makes a nice through-a-ball pass. And I think that's great because Venegas is now there. He made his debut for the club tonight. A couple of dangerous. He was around the box when he had the ball. There was a buzz in the stadium. People were looking at it, and some things were created. It wasn't always easy. It was a a beginning for him, and it was his first game in that league, in a way, but he's used to CONCACAF and all that. But anyways, the way he handles the ball is mesmerizing. People are going to love him because of his second and third effort on the ball. When he, for example, his pass is not 100% accurate, like nobody does. But when he misses his first pass, he does a second and third effort to try to fix his mistake. And that is something that Montreal usually likes. So I have a feeling this city is going to love Johan Venegas because of his work ethic on off the ball. Of course, he he falls a little easily, you could say. But he's going to lose that instinct very quickly being North America. Uh, A call, like Klopp is going to say in a couple minutes, there's a call late in the game to him on the edge of the box that edge of the box that if it would have been called Montreal would have been a, in a dangerous position would have had a free kick that could have been directly on goal and who knows what would have happened there but that call was a no call same thing for Piatti and, and made Klopa say as you'll listen in a couple minutes that he thinks some of its play of his players are not necessarily getting the respect they deserve on the pitch compared to other great superstars in this league we'll see if this changes when Drogba comes because the same tackle on Drogba, I think, is being called. Because we saw the same tackles against Akeen or Lennon Donovan or a big superstars of this league being called. And when it's a, another player, it's a different story. So we'll see if that changes in the next couple of weeks. But it's going to be interesting to see how the evolution of Venegas with the impact, how he takes to this club, how he acclimatizes to the league, and how he uh, gets along on the pitch with a player that he's going to play with. Where he's going to play is going to be... On left midfield's attacking side, maybe as a forward, because on the team sheet tonight, there was an F next to his name. We all know he's more of a midfielder or winger, but he can be a forward. And now with the trade of Jack McInerney to Columbus for a second round draft pick and probably, allegedly, some allocation money still hasn't been announced yet, but for sure for a second round draft pick, there's a strike less in Montreal. With the injuries to Porter and Cooper, leaves only Auduro and Jackson Amell before Drogba's ready to play for the impact. So there's a chance you see Venegas gets put in there, especially now that the 4-4-2 might be close to coming back. Seeing the team shift towards closer to that formation, 
not 100%, but it was mixed between a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-4-2 whenever Piatti moved up, and it, the, the shape changed a little bit to some success. If you're looking at the Ajero's goal, was created that way, was created by a great pass by Eric Alexander. And I have to say, the way he picked up Ajero on that pass, let me explain to you, it was not directly on the assist for the goal. Ajero is close to midfield. You see, uh, I mean, Alexander is close to midfield with the ball. He sees Alduro open. He sees Alduro in a type of a diagonal run that if he passes the ball to him, it's going to split the defense and it's going to give a run to Duco at the exact same time. So instead of doing the easy pass to the left winger that's close to him, nobody obstructing that pass, he goes for the difficult, high rewards, but very high difficulty pass to Alduro, maybe 15 yards in front of him. Does a great pass. Alduro leaves it for Duca. Duca probably juggles with the ball and loses it. Doesn't seem like a clean left, uh, like a clean uh, pass or heel tap for Alduro to hit it. But still, he left the ball for Alduro. Alduro finished it. one nothing Montreal. But that play was created solely by Eric Alexander. How he picked up Alduro with that nice pass through a couple of midfielders and defenders, and it opened up the defense that were now out of position to counter the Duca Jadaro and the shot and the goal. So uh, Alexander, not a bad game, 100% for him, had a tired second half, doesn't play that much, so it's normal that the legs get heavy, you could say. So that explains why he had some trouble uh Outside of that, we did saw Patrice Bernier playing that game of about 15-20 minutes of play. There was a direct impact when Patrice Bernier went on the pitch. For the five minutes after that, the impact were menacing close to the box. We're keeping the ball a little calmer and were able to Patrice was able to keep the ball and pinpoint the passes, move a little forward, control the piece, the pace of play, and Montreal was dangerous for a little minute. Uh, who knows what's going on? But uh, Patrice Bernier's wife this morning went on Twitter saying that it's a shame if it doesn't start, if it doesn't start, it's a, uh, I'm quoting here, a paracording. She was saying how it's, it would be a disrespect to him if he doesn't start tonight. And all those, we've heard those rants from soccer wives before. That was one kind that came out today and that uh, Patrice Bernier didn't start. So and you'll hear in Frank Lopez's press conference his comments towards this as well which he didn't want to talk about it so we'll let's just listen to it right now we'll have Frank Lopez Jesse Marsh and we'll come back and talk about the two coaches uh, Frank what is your first impression about Vinicius I think he's a smart player you know I think uh, you can see he's very clever he made uh, very some very good uh, passes you know but I think it's going to take him some time also for him to Get used to the league and to, 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 to the players. But you can see he's got a lot of good qualities, very smart. Uh, and I think he's a player that's going to help us a lot. Frank, would you say that this is as close as you can get uh, to a playoff game without being one? Yeah, I think it's two very good teams uh, uh, playing tonight. I think for sure we could have been a lot better. I think uh, for me, I mean, it was a big loss uh, not having Marco... Donadella on the field, especially when they were able to pressure us uh, at first, and we were a little bit uh, a little bit nervous. But uh, when you have Marco there, he's got that ability to to see the field very quick and uh, uh, and break that pressure with uh, with his uh, passing accuracy and his vision. So uh, it was a big loss. But uh, look, I thought it was a, 
two very good teams, and uh, in the end of the day, I think it was a good uh, good game uh, by both teams. And you always want the three points, but in a game like that, you take the one, and uh, we regroup and get ready for Saturday. Right, your thoughts on the and Guys, I see some. Uh, listen, uh, in the end of the day, for me, I think we don't get. Uh, I'm always going to complain. Uh, when you when it's uh, some calls are not fair, so uh, I can understand uh, sometimes that call. I can understand uh, the call in the in the corner with uh, Venegas goes down. Uh, we we don't get a we don't get a call. So I think there's got to be I think for me uh, more respect for certain players that we have. You know when it's a fair call, it's a fair call. You have to call it. But uh, how many times does uh, Piatti go down and uh, never gets a call? So uh, it's amazing how certain players don't get protected from our team, but whatever. Uh, I think it's uh, things even out uh, long term, but you know, I just want a little bit more respect for our team and for our players. You know what? You want to ask me something about the game? Let's move on to the next question, please. With all due respect. Coach Evan just told me on the field that this was probably your worst performance as a group. Do you think he's too hard on himself? Who's this? Who's this? Uh, Evan Bush said that on the field. That this was what? Probably your worst performance as a group on the field. Do you agree with him? No, I disagree with him. I disagree with him. That this was the worst performance. I disagree with him. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that comment he made. We got a lot of good results here this year. So uh, for us to go down a goal against the run of play and stick to the game and 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 play the way that we want to play, I think we were a little unlucky not to walk out of here with three points. What was it like emotionally for you tonight? Is uh, I'm sure you had a feeling before it. And yeah. How do you feel after it? I mean, it, it was. It, I think it was just a little um, familiar and a little strange. You know, to be back and to be on the other side. So I wasn't too emotional. I was just kind of focusing on our team, and ultimately that's what I was most concerned with, just to make sure that our team was still back to play. Uh, it was nice. A lot of people were very kind to me. It was good to see a lot of people in the organization who were always kind to me when I was here. Um, so in that sense, it was good to see some old friends. And you got a great ovation, actually, as you left, too, yeah, from was the fans, nice. didn't no, you? I mean, Again, I, uh, I'm very thankful for my time here. Um, I, I gave everything I had every day for the team. I hope there's an appreciation for that. Uh, I, I learned a lot in my experience here, and I think it's made me better and stronger. And um, yeah. How'd you feel when that last shot hit the goalpost? Yeah, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember our first game at the Big O when Josh Gardner hit the post right at the end? I was kind of like, really, again? Uh, so, um, but. You know, that's the way it goes sometimes. I was happy, you know, I thought it was unlucky because it would have been a great story for Felipe to score the goal in that manner at the end, but he played very well tonight. Yeah, I, I know you were fired up about the uh, non-red card in the first half with yeah, the I mean, don't, That seems like it's denying of a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't know, like, I mean, like the ref's trying to say that Bradley didn't have control of the ball. He actually nudged the ball to go to run onto it, so I'm, I'm confused at why the ref doesn't think that's denying of a goal-scoring opportunity. Maybe there's something in the rule book that I don't know, but when a player intentionally handballs the ball to prevent a player from going on a break, Away when he had control of it, I can understand how that's not. Well, I mean, you know, eventually it added up. So I thought that 
given the other fouls in the game, that that was probably a little soft, maybe, but probably a little soft. Thanks, Jason. So thanks to Jesse Marsh, coach of the New York Red Bulls, and Frank Lopez, coach of the Montreal Impact, for their post-game comments. Now, moving on to the post-game comments of the players of the Montreal Impact. Three players tonight. We're going to start with the goalkeeper, Evan Bush. Then we will continue with Diluduka, finishing with the game, player of the game for the Impact, the goal scorer for today, Dominic Ajero. What's the glass look like on this one? Half full or half empty? How do you feel about tonight? Uh, it's a bit of both. It kind of changed during the game. Um, you know, giving away a lead, uh, it hurts. Uh, you don't want to do that, especially at home. But uh, then going down a man and, uh, you know, holding on and uh, being pretty strong in the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, I think that that's uh, something to build on. You get a chance to see the uh, second uh, yellow for Simon? I have not. I have not. Um, he said he got a ball, but, you know, Usually guys say that when it's the foul against them, so I don't know. I'll, I'll take a look at it, but can't change anything about it. He got all ball. Yeah. <laughs> he was not lying. Yeah, he so. got all ball and he got there it first. Go. So that's the way it plays out. Uh, end of the game, Felipe, hit the you had to feel good about that. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of storylines would have been written about that one for sure. Uh, it was a good free kick. I didn't see it. Uh, I was blocked. Uh, the view was blocked, and he came my side. And, you know, I was just praying that it was either going to go wider at the post. Unfortunately, at the post. Thank you. What did you think of the crowd tonight at Spoon Stadium? It was excellent. Uh, there's, uh, there's an energy that you know was kind of missing for a little while, and you know it was it was mostly full tonight. And obviously, there's reasons for that, but you know they, they helped us push us through and helped us get a point tonight. Johan Vinegas made his debut today at the 60th minute. What have you noticed in practice in the game today? That uh, what can he bring to the team? Well, he's a talented player. We haven't had many trainings with him yet. Uh, he's only been in one or two trainings, so haven't seen a ton of him yet. Um, but, you know, when we played against him, he's very talented. He's, he's very good 1v1. Uh, and the more chemistry he gets with our guys, he's going to be a very good asset for us. When you look over Evan, and I mean, I know you guys don't have him yet, but you have to look over and there's Drogba coming. Uh, you have Venegas now. Um, what does that do for kind of the psyche of the team going into a game and going into the second half of the year? It makes everyone better because there's more competition in training now. Um, there's more competition to get on the field. It keeps guys uh, a little bit fresher uh, mentally and physically because we have more guys that we can rotate. And going into the second half of the season, we're going to need that because we've got a lot of games in a short amount of time. When you see it was a road, it's been a streak so far, a hot streak the last few games, you get a feel that the uh, competition inside the group is getting higher because of the new guys coming in, especially with the offensive group. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that we had pretty healthy competition already, but uh, you know, like you said, uh, two new guys and obviously very, uh, very good players coming in now here. Uh, you know, it's only going to help us in training, and uh, it's not not a competition against each other uh, in, in the sense that you don't want the other guy to succeed, but it's competition to to get on the field and make the most of your opportunities. Interchange just to make sure we cover and we have the right balance. You see the Simon tackle? I didn't the see second the, card? I didn't see the second tackle. I didn't even think it was a it was a tackle. I thought it was a, I thought he got the ball and he kind of played the ball forward and uh, it, it's just really unfortunate that he got a red because it kind of it kind of hurt us. You know, I mean, I I don't think he did anything wrong though. Me too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, can I get you to describe your role? It's pretty sweet. <laughs> it was, um, I think it was a through ball from Eric. You know, I saw Dilly trying to make a run, so I just tried to play him a through ball. And um, 
I want to say he made a pass back or he hit his heels. Uh, either way, the ball was right in front of him. I decided to just put my head down and bury the ball. That's, that's exactly what I did. Did you have it in mind when you passed it to Dilly to, to follow that up? Thinking um, anything could happen here? Or? Anything can happen. Um, I know it was a through ball. I was hoping he would get a one-touch finish, but it was just unfortunate. Or should I say fortunate for me? Uh, but you know, as a forward, you always have to flow up uh, your pass, and that's exactly what I did. And we got to go out of it. Is this some of the best soccer of your career in the last month or two? Um, I think after my injury, I'm playing. I'm playing really well right now. I'm sort of like really focused, and I also know there's competition coming up. So I'm trying my best to to make it uh, uh, really tough for the coaches. You know, just, just to make to make it really competitive. Is, I think it's good for the team. And, uh, I think going forward, everybody has to be ready. So, uh, you know, whether I start or whether I get called off of the bench, you know, uh, at least everybody knows that I'm ready to uh, to come in and, and give it a hundred. Thank you. If we're looking at the second half, you were on top with Piatti. Is this a position you like better? Playing with two strikers on top, you can play off each other's speed and each other's movement. Well, I mean, so far it's been working. So, um, why why break it when it when it's working? So, uh, I think right now we're comfortable until. You know, we decide to change formation depending on what the team that we play. But I think so far it's been working great, and hopefully we keep it that way. Dominic, obviously, as a lad, you always want to win the game. But are you satisfied with the fact tonight, since this is one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, I mean, we played against one of the best teams in the league, and um, we we are man down, and uh, you know we're under pressure. So as as disappointed as everybody is, I think we'll take it. It's, it's better than losing at home. So in a way, yeah, I think. Uh, the point is well deserved, even though that's not what we want, but I think we're very satisfied right now. It, it, it was amazing. Um, I mean, on a Wednesday, for us to have almost a complete um, stadium, what should I say, the stadium being full, I think, I think it, it really kind of tells the team that we want to be and uh, all the fans that are behind us. Definitely, I can't wait for playoffs, if we make it. All right. Thanks to the Montreal Impact, Evan Bush, De La Duca, and Dominic Andrero for their post-game comments tonight after this 1-1 draw versus the New York Red Bulls. And you know what? Really looks like there's a rivalry between, brewing between the Red Bulls and Montreal. The fact that there's a lot of former player on each team that used to play for the other side. If they meet up in the playoff, let me tell you, it's going to be some rocking games in the playoffs Stad Saputo was rocking tonight. The game on the pitch was awesome. Great pace, back and forth, box to box. The atmosphere in the stands was great. The ultras were singing. The crowd jumped in. The Ale Montréal sang by 19,263. Something like that. Sounds really good. And when that stadium is full and rocking, it's just a great place to be at. So get your tickets. Don't miss any games the rest of the season because you'll get a great show, Venegas, Drogba, and on top of it, you'll have a great competition. And Montreal Impact have one of the easiest calendar in the East or in the league. Second, according to uh, an article written by MLSsoccer.com, which analyzes the difference of calendar. Montreal is second only to Toronto in the fact that they have an easy calendar. That's a combination of... Games at homes versus teams that are below them in the standing. So for the Montreal Impact, it's looking good right now. If they can continue on the recent success and on the recent climb of the standings, if they can stay above that red line, should be not too hard with teams like Orlando and New York City, which are expansion teams and teams as bad as Philly. 
and Chicago. With the addition of the impact in the last couple of weeks, they should stay on top of that red line. They should qualify for at least a playing round in the playoffs. And then you never know what happens when you have players like Drogba and company and Venegas and a Piatti that's going to be motivated. And other players like Ajuro, which you could hear he's really motivated with the fact that there's competition coming and he wants to make it hard for the coach to decide who he puts on the pitch. So for that, I think we're going to have a cracker of games at Stad Saputo in the coming few weeks and months. Very busy schedule, almost two games a week for the next four to five weeks for the, for the foreseeable future. Montreal plays a lot. Canadian Championship as well restarts next week with the final between the Impact and Vancouver home and away series. Vancouver started their Champions League tonight, their busy team as well. So we'll see what kind of team they put in that Champions League, uh, that Amway Canadian Championship, I mean, to qualify for the Champions League for next year. It's going to be interesting to see who they put in that lineup. Maybe Vancouver Whitecaps 2 side to face the Impact. With the games they have in the Champions League and the MLS right now, will Vancouver prioritize the Canadian Championship? I doubt it. So that's going to be very interesting storyline to follow in the next couple of weeks. And until next time on Other Woodworks, thanks again for listening and have a great soccer.